to Walking Through Glass, the podcast with your host, Dr. Dina C. Brown. I am the founder of the Leadership Movement, an international best-selling author, speaker, and executive coach, affectionately known to my clients as The Catalyst because I make shift happen. My purpose in life is to inspire, empower, and transform lives. I wake each morning with the mission to help you lead with confidence, speak with influence, and to connect strategically by getting out of your own head so you can lead. And by lead, I mean learn, experience, apply, and develop. Walking Through Glass, the podcast, is not about breaking through the glass ceiling. It is about the struggle we face on our journey walking through the glass, the fear, anxiety, depression, imposter syndrome, limited beliefs, negative self-talk, and you know, that other BS belief systems that get in the way of us living the life that we dream and desire. It is time today to make the shift to clarity, confidence, and consistency. And I have in the studio with me today, my amazing guest who's going to enter a wonderful conscious conversation, Miss Glenn Alex. So without further ado, let me let Miss Glenn Alex introduce herself to you. Hi, Glenn. Hello, Dr. Dina. How are you? I'm fantastic. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I I really appreciate the invitation and this opportunity. Um, I think what you're doing is great and the world needs more of you. Oh, thank you. You can say that again. Put an X on. (laughs) All of them are handling. (laughs) I think it will be definitely more of us as we're sharing that. And so, Tell everybody a little bit about yourself, background, who you are. Give them a feel for your vibe as we get ready to jump into some conscious conversation. Okay, well, here, here goes. Um, I am author of Living in Total Health, now in its second edition. I am a clinical social worker by uh, trade. I'm also a licensed massage therapist, a humanitarian uh, speaker, coach, um, educator. My life's work is about health because I believe healthy people will heal the world. I believe healthy people um, are more genuine, more loving, more giving, and less likely to harm self or others. And given what's going on in our world these days, I think the healthiest people on the planet, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, will save us. Oh my gosh. Like, I want to say, like, hey, amen. Can I put like a couple of five dollars? <laughs> 
that is like a whole word, you know, that's like Saturday school and Sunday morning pre-preaching because it, it really, it really is. <laughs> yeah. We laugh a lot. Like on show. I, I love to laugh. Laughter is, is great medicine. And I don't, I don't want to sound preachy. However, you no, know, we need to be preached to sometimes. No, it wasn't preachy. It was real talk. That's what I'm saying. Like, dang, like you just kind of like, not just like drop the mic, you drop the body <laughs> with the heel. And it's like, <laughs> it was just such, it's so timely, like you said, and it's so critical um, during this time and at all times. And I think that the critical factor is seen by what's being manifested right now is that if you've been taking care of yourself, getting your rest, building your immune system, eating healthy, you know, moving, monitoring your wellness. And I say monitoring your wellness because sometimes you don't feel, so you feel okay. And I'm a horrible advocate. I mean, not advocate, actually um, victim of this and of my own that I start to self-diagnose. Oh girl, you really okay. Oh, you're not really tired. Oh, you, and the, these little symptoms are popping up and I don't go get checked out or I don't stop it before they get exacerbated. And so then you get in that position where now you're chronically, you either have a chronic illness or you're put underneath the table by something that's some sort of virus that comes through and wipes you out. Exactly. And I, I totally like the way you phrase that, that, that we have to monitor our health because everything is in flux. You know, I might feel great today, but next week might bring some new stressors or some new demands and I'll feel a little differently. If I'm monitoring myself consciously, then I will make the adjustment on the fly instead of waiting until, you know, I get knocked down and, and in the bed for three weeks. Um, mm -hmm. my, my prayer in life is, you know, God, don't hit me in the head with a hammer. Just, you know, show me the little steps along the way and I'll, I'll take them as, as best I can. Yeah, I don't want to be the whack-a-mole. No. <laughs> Although I do joke that if I get hit in the head, it might uh, cure my brain damage. <laughs> so I I just started um, and have made this with this new season of walking through glass to ask this question because it comes up a lot. People say, you know, wow, that's really interesting. And they'll ask me, where did you get walking through glass from? And I said, okay, I'll tell you. But now I, I actually, before I tell people, I ask, I ask my guests, when you hear the phrase walking through glass, what does that mean or what does that sound like and how does that resonate with you? It sounds painful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, it conjures up uh, blood and cuts and just uh, something I really don't want to go through. However, life is full of challenges and they will show up from time to time. And uh, for me, I really like um, taking on that mantle. The I, I can do this. Um, you know, with tap into different resources, whether it's it's um, health, uh, medical stuff, or uh, my inner circle, or sleep. So, yeah. walking through glass to me, even though it sounds painful, um, I've learned so much from those challenges. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, I like that. Like I said, I've added that, and I always get a different take. And people say, "What do you think?" I said, "It's whatever you said it is." I'm asking you. <laughs> And I, then I get a chance to share, um, they go, where did you get this from? And so then when I share that, it, it resonates on various levels with individuals. And I work with a lot of, um, you know, high 
um, just just a lot of women who have very um, powerful jobs. They have position. They have a lot of responsibility. Some of them have very high net worth, and they're always going. And they were in the corporate space. They have been pushing and they've been breaking through glass ceilings. And so there was this whole, and there still is a lot of talk about breaking through the glass ceiling. And I would hear that all the time. And um, as a revolutionary thinker, and I kept saying, okay, I hear that. But now here's what I'm seeing. I know these women who have broken through and have busted through the glass ceiling. Uh-huh. But they're not having a problem with their position and their role. They're having a problem, what I call walking through the glass. So now that you have a seat at the table, now you have that corner office, now that you have that prestige and that paycheck, but now you're questioning whether or not you're a good mom, a good wife, you know, a daughter, friend, caretaker. You're wondering about yourself. You have imposter syndrome. You're scared that one day you're going to mess up and then everything's going to come tumbling down. That's what they're struggling with. Right. Actual work is not a problem. It's that inner voice, that inner critic that they're constantly dealing with and that that comes from themselves, from within. And it manifests this way on several ways out. So now we think about, and this is um, not, um, I'm not giving a healthcare diagnosis or by any way, shape or form saying I know all things, but what really got me curious is the impact of many women who have these jobs and this, these positions, they have issues with thyroid. So they have thyroid abnormalities, which a lot of times comes from some stress right? <laughs> and a lot of other, and probably a lot of other things. But I start noticing a pattern of certain women and the, di- the, the symptoms that they were expressing. And I was like, okay, so what, let me take a look at your life. Because if you look in on the outside, oh, they have it all, you know, they got multiple six figures, they drive cars, they got big boss jobs. And, but yet internally they're struggling. Right. And it's impacting their health. And so when I thought about walking through the glass, it wasn't about breaking through. It was that the day to day that now that you're there and you've shattered the glass, it's all over. It's like going in the kitchen after you broke a glass or a mug and you thought you swept it all up. But it's that one little shard that'll cut you and go into the bottom of your foot. And unless you get it out, it actually can become confessor and turn into something more serious. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I love the way you put that. Um, I, I was, you know, when you asked the question uh, about walking through glass, I, I wondered why you didn't call it walking on coals. But it makes perfect sense that uh, when we just look at a destination and don't attend to the journey and all the components of that journey, then it can be problematic. Yeah. And I, and that's and that's what I wanted to. I said, what was my role? Because. Again, working with teams and in corporate training space and and developing leaders, which is you know one of my sweet spots, and working on how to communicate and connect and and as it starts with leadership, of course, everything rises and falls with leadership. But what I kept saying is that I really want to help and provide a safe haven and a resource for the women, which came to be my term that are walking through the glass. And so I like to focus on that inner growth and development that leads to outer, you know, career advancement, because it does start with us. What are you saying to yourself? How are you taking care of yourself? And I know what you said, everything that you do is all 
you know, about health. So why do we need to really begin to look at our total health? Why is that so critical? Because we are already whole. And when we focus on one or two aspects of who we are, um, how many calories we consume or how many pounds are on the scale, for example, then we, um, what's the word? We we just limit ourselves um, so greatly that it, it, it causes us to seek these addictive behaviors, to seek these people who are hurtful to us, um, to put ourselves in situations, you know, uh, that we think will fill the void when the void is not empty to begin with. So when we only focus on those one or two visible aspects of who we are, then we do set ourselves up to fail and uh, fail significantly. And we pass that on to other generations. So looking at the whole person, who you are in totality uh, is the best bet, I believe. Mm, I think you're right. Now that I think I know you're right. (laughs) (laughs) I I know you're right. And that, I just had a conversation earlier with another guest and we were talking about, I believe in the multiplier factor is that one times one gives you one and that we enter relationships, even um, with others or even ourselves, we need to enter as a whole and then multiply and use that synergy to multiply to create something um, that's even greater as a whole piece. Because if you're coming fragmented, then you're never going to get to that state of wholeness. Everything that you need to be the best version of you is already inside of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's already there. And abusers <laughs> and perpetrators, they will they look for people who are feeling that emptiness and, and they uh, will be manipulate um, mm-hmm. that space and, and take advantage of people. So you're right. We're already whole. Let's come together in wholeness. Yes. And so I just started to to spend some time really wanting to have conscious conversations with women because I feel like we don't always have these conversations because we wear these masks of that we're good, we're okay. How are you today? I'm good, I'm okay. Um, this happened to you. Your parents just died. How are you? I'm good, I'm okay. Okay, you just lost your job. Your husband just cheated on you. Oh, yeah, I'm good, I'm gonna go okay. Why? You don't have to be okay. No, you don't. It's okay to take a minute. I say take a minute, but just don't make it a, um, I tell them take a minute, but just don't make it a memory. And so for me, I just kind of got to the space where I said, I'm going to live my whole truth and I'm going to tell my story and what that truth is for me. And if I love me, great. And if you do, it's a bonus. So what do I need to do in total health concept to love me? as imperfectly imperfect as I am. Um, and, and that's where this journey has been. And that's why I said that is scary. And that's what walking through the glass is all about. And, and having those that anxiety of what are they going to think? Well, when I stop thinking and caring so much about what they're going to think, I realized that that began the beautiful journey of developing a whole version of myself. And how do you like, and, and I wonder how do other women, I mean, I, I can't, I know I'm not the only person that goes through this. <laughs> you know, how are you doing that? How are you creating that total health balance in your life? Well, like I said, it, it fluctuates. It depends on, so in my world, every week is a little different. My schedule varies from week to week, um, depending on what appointments I have or what other commitments I have. So it's about striking mm-hmm. an overall balance. Um, you know, 
since this virus hit and I've been home for a few days, I've caught up on sleep. So instead of running myself ragged, like I do on a, on a usual basis, I've I've let myself take a step back uh, and, and, and relax when I need to and veg out in front of the TV. If I need to take a nap, if I need to uh, still uh, eat properly because I have um, food allergies and a digestive condition that I have to manage that on the daily and just uh, pay more attention to the energy that the people in my life uh, bring and what they demand of me and share with me. So it's, it's, it's an ongoing monitoring, like you said. And I, I want to touch on um, something you mentioned a few minutes ago about women speaking more consciously with each other. I, I think we do definitely need that more. Women are great at talking. Women are not great at communicating. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things I teach. Talking in and of itself is not communication. We need to learn to listen a little more. And we need to learn to communicate better with ourselves, as you said. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just like, I was like, oh, that was, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're in that moment, like, because I feel very passionate about it. And so it really just kind of spills out of me because this is what I live. I love how you said, this is what I live. This is not just what I'm preaching. This is what I live. And because this is what I, I live every day, I'm a firm believer in total health, but my total health, which may look different than yours. Absolutely. And that's that part. And my thing is learning to give myself grace. Yes. To say, okay, well, you didn't have to have it hundred percent right today. Yeah. And definitely be patient with yourself as you figure it out. Do we ever figure it out? Um, maybe for the moment, but again, you know, tomorrow it might be a little different and then you'll make an adjustment in that moment and then another adjustment in the month. You know, life is dynamic. It's not static. No, it's not. I mean, it it, it just really isn't. And I think that on the journey, what I believe that we tend to try to avoid or we downplay is what I call the messy middle. Okay. And that messy middle is the fact that like the song I started from the bottom. Now I'm here. Right. right. So, <laughs> here's what happened in the middle. Oh, the middle doesn't matter. Right. It matters the most. <laughs> and the growing and the, you know, all that other good stuff happens. And that's the part that um, I decided that that was part of me being the armor bearer for other women to say, we're going to talk about the messy middle because until you clean it up <laughs> and when I mean clean it up, meaning get a hold of what it really means and what it doesn't mean um, and that it doesn't define you, then you really cannot be the best version. You're going to keep showing up as a bastardized version of yourself. Yes, you are. And the messy middle is where you walk through the glass, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. You, can't, you can't get to the top without the middle. You cannot. You cannot. So many people want to and try to and then get frustrated and give up when they don't go from bottom right to the top. It's it's incredible. It's always like people don't deal with the pattern. They go, they go, I don't understand why I'm here. Well, because you didn't spend the time. You didn't spend the time to figure out why you're here. 
You just wanted to jump. And, and it's part of the way that our brain works and the amygdala is trying to protect you and, and, you know, that frontal cortex dealing in the conscious place and that amygdala in that, you know, subconscious space and that subconscious holding all and being what I call your internal crypt keeper. And so we find that we get close to finding out an answer, but when it gets a little scary for us or uncomfortable for us is when we back away. Yes. And, and then we go, well, I don't know why I'm here. Mm, yeah, you do. You just don't want to know why. And, and I don't say that to be facetious. I'm saying that because your brain is saying, oh, you can't have, you're not ready. You don't, you're not going <laughs> to. And I don't think you're being critical or judgmental either. It's just that the flat truth is that if we want something, we have to put forth uh, uh, authentic effort and time. And again, most people, they want a quick fix. That's why there are so many of these. Uh, we spend billions of dollars on these uh, diet fads that don't work for every person. They sure don't. <laughs> <laughs> I actually worked with a nutritionist recently and um, she was so good. She was so good. But I have so many issues that um, she was <laughs> she was frustrated. She was like, because nothing normal or nothing popular works for me. So we had to do a real in-depth um, look at what my needs were and how my body responds to certain foods and make those adjustments. So yeah, there is no one size fits all. Ooh, that is so, I, I love metaphors and like metaphorically speaking that you pretty much just wrote the script in our own person and how, what our narratives look like is that we're so busy looking at what's working for somebody else and that when we do have to have a custom <laughs> design, then it's like, oh, why doesn't it work for me? Because you are an original. Right, right. You are an original. And, and just be, and, and here's, if people were really truthful, even the specific dietary um, groups and programs, it's never works exactly the same for any particular person. This it does person, not. They can eat the same food, the same everything. This person lost five pounds. This person lost 10. This person didn't lose anything. This person, you know, and they right. could do exactly the same thing. And so, but when they find that they tweak it to give their body what they really need, then it works. And I think that for us as women, we we want the quick fix and men too. But again, I can't, I'm not a man, so I can't speak for them. <laughs> So I, I, I think about the people in my circle and I think about some of the conversations we have, but more importantly, I think about the conversations we don't have. Yes. It's, it's about how our unique differences make us a special value add to the group. Yes. As opposed to trying to all be the same. And I would love for people, women in particular, to stop saying what's wrong with me when what the popular stuff doesn't apply, apply to them stop saying what's wrong with me instead of saying, what else, what do I need? You know, instead of, instead of internalizing it, making it um, a judgment against self and putting self down, we need to stop doing that. We need to, to say what will work for me. Mm -hmm. How can I find a way to make this work for me? What else do I need instead of what's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with you. Well, well I don't know, because, you know, some folk, I'm just going to go on out there and say that ain't the truth either. You know? but, but what you think is wrong with you might not be wrong with you. Right? <laughs> so, oh, that was good. Thank you. 
because you know that we, we yeah, not not. Here. we ain't gonna start lying. But my bad. <laughs> your point, right? But seriously, your point is that I was doing a social experiment and I was doing some interviews, like on the spot interviews. And I was at an event. And I said, I want to ask each of you, tell me what you love about you. And when I was there asking the question, these women froze and they looked like deer in the headlights and they were terrified. And I just said, tell me what you love about you. And so I went around and I was doing the social experiment and I started tallying the re- the responses and they had a hard time. And so then I paused the course, the room and the, and the training. And I said, here's, here's a, a, a truth. We're so busy looking at what's wrong with us that we don't see what's right with us. If I would have asked all of you, what's wrong with you, you would have started going all in on you. Mm-hmm. And I said, but as soon as I said, what do you love? What's so great about you? you paused. And I said, so I'm interested in why you paused. Not that the fact that you, you know, why did you pause? What tape has been playing in your psyche? And so that, that causes you to freeze. And what have you heard? Because this is the truth is that depending on where you grew up and the family dynamics that you've grown up in, you may have heard, you're not supposed to talk about yourself. If you say nice things about yourself, that you're arrogant or you're conceited or, and so you need to make the unconscious conscious to realize that those are other tapes and programming that's stopping you because you then look at others. Okay. And you say, oh my gosh, she just thinks she's everything. And she, well, all she heard from her whole life is that you are everything. You can have what you want. You're the most beautiful girl in the world. The world is your oyster. The world is yours for the taking. You could have anything. And then the people that hear that, guess what they grow up to think and believe believe and act. So that's why I said, you've got to understand why you're thinking and behaving the way that you do. That's a piece of your total health is, is the awareness so that you become aware of what your triggers are, whether they're food triggers, whether you're um, substance triggers, whether they're, you know, um, social emotional triggers, what are they? Because now you can mitigate them. Yes. And so, oh, it starts okay. with awareness. It starts with awareness. And that's a huge piece of you know total health. And so I had to get to the point when I was in a, a very dark in, um, place and it was like, I forgot who I was. Hmm. I honestly forgot who I was. And I was questioning my sense of value and, and I felt like I didn't accomplish anything in my life. And so my, um, previously buried dead body friend, whenever I would have those conversations, she would go all in on me. I absolutely loved her. And so she passed two years ago. I'm sorry. And, um, unexpectedly very young. And, um, but I still hear her in my head. So I, we still talk a little bit. <laughs> and she <laughs> would say, and I'd say, oh my gosh, you know, I haven't made done all the things. And she'd say, pardon y'all with sensitive ears. She'd like, shut the hell up, seriously. And she would just start running down. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Shut up. She's <laughs> just like, you will not sit here and, and blah, blah, blah. Not. And I would crack up and go, okay, yeah, you're right. And so once she was gone, I realized, because I call my inner critic, I call her Heffa. 
So now I talk to Heffa. I'm like, shut up, Heffa. I'm not even going there with you today. Um, <laughs> right. So I named that inner critic and I actually have a conscious conversation with the critic instead of a subconscious battle because subconsciously Heffa's going to win because she's the crypt keeper. She knows all my secrets and my fears and everything that happened to me since before I was even brought to this earth. Oh, and, and she's at work when you're sleeping too. Working when you're sleeping. She calling her friends. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Planning a pity party for you. So I noticed when I started talking to Heffa, that's when, and and I do this actually out loud and oh my gosh, it's such a hit now when I go to events and people so used to me talking to Heffa that they'd be like, oh, I got to name mine. Can I call mine Heffa too? You can call whatever you want to. I said, but you know what? I see Agnes with you. I don't see Heffa. You got to Agnes. So we... (laughs) (laughs) When I started doing that from a psychoanalysis therapeutic space, it allowed me to deal on a conscious level with my fears, my anxieties, um, the depression, that inner voice who wants to tell me that I will never be enough and I have never achieved and I will not achieve and wants to tell me what's wrong with me. Because now when I'm consciously saying X, Y, Z, then I go with that. And then one of my other hack, and then I definitely need to know what hacks you use. One of my special hacks is that I time my meltdowns. Hmm. So what that means is that um, I don't need as much time as I used to. I'm now down to about five minutes. But whenever I'm feeling, I honor the space. I honor the emotion because I'm human. Yes. And so it might sound a little strange, but I don't care. But it's a conscious engagement with all of my irrational fears. And so I say, you got five minute girl and go all in. And I talk about just how everything's horrible. Life is what I go all in and nobody loves me. And my mama calls me ugly and everything underneath the sun. You know what I mean? Like you just go all in. And, and then when the timer is up, I have to spend twice the amount of time in gratitude. Okay. Giving thanks for everything that I have. Even if I got to start with having a toe. Would have an eyelash. You're salty with yourself. You can't think of nothing. So you better start with your toes and your fingers and your, nose, your eyelashes. And you know what I mean? Then you can kind of go to the other things. But I had to honor the fact that I just don't want to be, I'm not okay right now. And I don't want to pretend that I have to be okay. So and it's okay what? to not be okay. It's okay to not be okay. And so, so I can. Again, I said, but I'm still in control because it's still a choice. So now what I did to mitigate that so I don't sink and spend 15 days in it. Okay, girl, you get two. Okay, if it's a real bad situation, I'm in it. Okay, you get one day. Okay. And I literally put it on a timer. I put awareness buzzers in. And, um, but now when I'm triggered by people saying things or me saying things to myself is that I have put in strategies to mitigate that. Mm-hmm. And I talked to the heifer, you know, and, and when I started talking to her, I'm like, okay, so let's talk about the facts, chick. Let's talk about the facts. I ain't done nothing, but then how I get this degree. Okay. I don't got, you know, right. <laughs> and, and, and I just started going on and people like, what's she over there doing? I am doing me. <laughs> Wherever you are. 
wherever do I am. And I started doing me. And, and some people said, can you teach me how to do that? I said, you have to speak life to you. Boil it down, simple, make it plain as can be. Speak life to you. Because yes. how can you expect anybody else to love you if you don't love you? Exactly. And and there is no formula that fits for every person. There's no hacks for you that works for me that'll work for, you know, other people. And, and what I like to teach people is, you know, give them the basic information and tell them to listen to your intuition. You are already connected to all the insight you will ever need. Stop talking yourself out of it. Stop letting other people talk you out of it. Pay attention. Get a little quiet maybe get a little crazy like you do sometimes and that's okay. And, <laughs> and open up to what you already know and follow that. Don't follow my how to's, you know, uh, don't I, my how to's work for me and uh, your intuition will tell you what will work for you. Right. And that's the part that those hacks, my hacks may work for you, but it should spark your own hack. Yeah, <laughs> it's yes. and what I love. And that's that that sharing and saying, hey, guys, this is what I'm doing to deal with this. Here's how I'm walking through the glass. Here is how I'm managing. Um, here is, you know, my truth. But it starts with us also being honestly true about what's happening with us and taking off the mask. And, and saying, I'm, I'm not okay. I'm still trying to process this. I'm stuck with this. I'm dealing with my own anxieties with this. I'm still triggered by this. And I believe that that's some of the roots of really beginning to build a total health roadmap so that you can live abundantly and live the life you desire. Absolutely. And you, you just have to give yourself permission to uh, learn by trial. Uh, so if I tried one of your hacks and paid attention to my intuition. My intuition will tell me if it works for me or not, if I need to tweak it or not, or if I need to try something completely different. And mm -hmm. what I what I like to tell people is the learning is in the doing. Yeah. People want the answers right up front. They want uh, uh, success. They want to know it's going to be successful up front. No, you take one step and then your body will say, no, that's the wrong step or the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. Learning is in the doing. It yeah, is in the joint. Oh, that is so, so good. Like I said, this time goes so fast. We've actually, can you believe that? We've actually like, almost like five minutes over. I um, know. And, and I love listening to you. So I'm getting caught up. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, you know, my goodness. I said, but you'll definitely have to come back and we'll have to have, you know, part two, part three. And have sure. conversations again that um, I believe are so powerful and impactful. And that as we do um, kind of round up this particular conscious conversation, um, how can people like tap in, learn more about what you do, um, learn more about their help? How could they get a hold of you or get access to you? Well, because I wear so many hats, I decided to consolidate everything under glennalex.com. So if you just okay. go to G-L-E-N-A-E-L-X. A-L-E-X.com, then you can find all about me and contact me through the website. Hey, hey, go to glennalex.com and find out more. And you know, I always love to leave you with little wordy words. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say also to all of you listening out there is that really um, 
finding what works with you and for you and what's best for you means you're going to sometimes have to get quiet and, and try some things, but more importantly, listen, 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 listen to your body, listen to your intuition. And I want to say thank you for walking through the, listening to walking through the glass live, you know, but you know, my favorite part is to tell you that you have the power and the authority to transform your situation. So really get clear about what you really want, which will lead to you being confident about who you are called to be and allow you to stay consistent on how you are called to serve. And Walking Through Glass, the podcast, of course, is available on iTunes, Google Music Play, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, and soon to be iHeartRadio. So listen and share on your favorite podcast listing platform. And that's what we got for you today. Until next time, this has been Walking Through Glass. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. 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 B